Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Air mic goes off. The talk talk begins. It's talk talk with Martha Quinn. Talking it up all the time. Talking it up. Come and get it. Come and get it. All right. It is episode number. I've got to quickly go to our website, ladies, to find out what episode. Ninety-four. Ooh, episode number ninety-four. Wow. What are we gonna do for number one hundred? I don't know. We got to think about it. Donuts. What should we do? Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> we can do them in cars and we can eat them in the studio. Mm-hmm. Girls in cars. <laughs> girls in cars eating donuts. I've got an idea for a new show. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is Talk Talk with Martha Quinn, which is me, Christy, and Karina. Karina Velasquez, Christy James, the three of us are together Monday through Friday on the Martha Quinn Show, heard on I Heart 80s at 1037. The best 80s radio station on the pl- on the planet ladies I'm stuttering <laughs> over say. my words so. even in space i mean come on that's true now <laughs> the best 80s radio station in the universe there it is mm-hmm. so why i say that is because we have the best selection of 80s music and the best dj's christy is here from 10 to 3 morris knight is here from 3 to 8 ron michaels is here in the evenings clarence barnes on the weekends and every friday night flashback friday night all 80s new wave 8 to midnight little ricky and the reason i shout this out is i so believe in what we're doing if you love 80s music you will love i heard 80s at 1037 at 103.7 on the FM dial in San Francisco, but also heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app. We have tons of listeners all around the country and all around the universe. Yeah. If you think about it, like Jason, who listens down in Australia. That is pretty cool. Shout out to Jason North. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to talk this week, ladies, about MTV. And when we say, okay, I'm Martha Quinn, I'm an original MTV VJ. You know, when I say MTV and you picture that logo, Mm -hmm. when you see it in your head, you know exactly what it is. You look at it, boom. It's like looking at a grilled cheese sandwich. You don't take any time looking at the MTV logo and going, hmm, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe now you think, what has this become? But <laughs> maybe but you still know exactly what it is. You don't your mind does not spend any time processing it. It goes boom, sees that logo. Boom. I know where that goes. Even the role of a VJ, mm-hmm. you know, somebody on MTV talking cash, you know, blah, blah, blah. We all know what that is. But there was a time when that wasn't the case at all. It was like looking at a complete little alien in your hand like you would see the mtv logo and you literally your brain would stop it would freeze and you would go what is this it was a complete pop culture disruptor yeah completely and it's amazing to go back and remember to that time when you know i always think of perhaps 
excuse me, Pat Benatar talking about being in a hotel. And I believe it was Oklahoma because I love this story so much. And she and her husband, Neil Drado, I mean, Pat was the second video ever played on MTV. And she knew that that was going to be the case. But still, you hear, oh, they're doing a cable. What? They're doing a cable music channel. Okay, like none of it made sense because even cable back then was totally new. And the idea of marrying the 24-hour rock and roll radio clock with television was completely foreign, completely. So Pat Benatar sitting in her hotel room watching one video, and I've heard so many guys talk about this, the ZZ Top guys too, watching one video, Mm -hmm. and then it goes into another and then it goes into another and people literally were like, 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 what is this? That was the beginning of MTV. And it was true with the audiences, with the artists and us on MTV. When I first heard about MTV, I've told you guys this story, but it was described to me as like being on the radio, but on TV. Now, there was nothing like MTV at that time. So I thought, OK, like being on the radio But on TV, to me, that said WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. And I had done college radio. I knew what it was like to sit at turntables. So I'm imagining myself putting on the record, sitting at the turntable, just like Venus flytrap. And the uh, (laughs) camera is still on. And I say to Buzz Brindle, who is the guy who said to me, Martha, you should be a VJ on this new thing, MTV. And I said, what do I do during the records? And he said, oh, no, it's videos. And I didn't understand at all. I wound up wound up taking a cab and going down to the MTV studios where I auditioned. And when I left the set, I had an idea because I kind of saw, OK, they're sitting around in this like kind of live at the improv stage with like that fake brick in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to remember, too, that there was nothing like that. All news was formal. Everybody was in suits. Like now, everybody, you know, everybody's got tattoos. Everybody's cash. Yeah. But back then, you would see people interviewing uh, the Rolling Stones. And they were all in suits, not the Stones, but the interviewers, journalists. So it was a complete, total 3,000% disruptor. And I feel like that's a little bit the phenomenon that we have on our radio station because when people find it and they hear 180 song, you know, whatever, Miami Sound Machine, Conga, and then it goes into John Parr's Animal's Fire, and then it goes into Naked Eyes, and people are like, okay, w- what is this? This is all 80s music completely. And I feel like it's a very similar response to our radio station. I think so. A lot of people are really excited, number one, because of all the memories that it brings back to those early, early days of MTV where you were hearing all your favorite 80s music one after the other. And then it's just it's just fun music. Number two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really think that one of the reasons that 80s music is so beloved and people always say, oh, we wish MTV was the same. Well, first of all, Even if MTV was exactly the same format, 100% VJs and videos, it still wouldn't be Warrant and Madness and Michael Jackson. It would still be all new music. And so people, you know, it'd still be going, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Nothing can ever be the same. But I kind of like that they totally changed the format because the golden era of MTV was our era. And I think that's a big reason why 
the 80s nation, as I call it, we're so bonded because we all have that common shared memory. You can go to any 80s event and people either have that shared memory or wish they'd been part of it. It's like kind of like the Beatles. Mark Goodman, original MTV VJ Mark Goodman, would always say MTV was the Beatles of the 80s. And we all know what Beatlemania is. And so you either were part of it, which is awesome, or you wish you had been. You know, that's that was my decade. That was my era of somebody who looked at Beatlemania like, oh, that seems so cool. I wish I'd been at Shea Stadium, you know, but I was two years old. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so um, I think that's a big reason why we have such passionate fans. I think so. Do the rest of the MTV VJs, because I know you guys all still talk and you're all um, still, you know, in contact. Oh, we're feel, totally a family. Uh, do they feel the same way? You know, that's an interesting question. I've never talked to them about this particular facet. I don't, really? I don't know. I don't know. If, uh, no, I haven't. I, I don't know. You know, we don't really, when we get together, we talk about our kids and <laughs> what we're doing do we and where we're living. And we don't really get into the weeds of what MTV was, but I'll have to, next time we all have a group chat, I'll have to bring this up. But I think that I tend to think about MTV a lot and that era because I'm here on the 80s radio station. And I really, I believe in 80s music and I believe that 80s music has the power to reach into your chest, grab your soul and lift you up. So I've thought a lot about this, like, why is it? And I think that that's a one of the reasons it's for me, 80s is kind of like a Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly manipulating it because I want to see what is it? What is it all about? Because it is such a phenomenon about 80s music. And, you know, Tommy Two Tone mm-hmm. at one of our 80s concerts had such a great thing to say about it. I said, Tommy, why do you think 80s music has had such a lasting impact and in this kind of um, uplifting manner? Mm-hmm. And he said, because back in the 80s, we thought we could make a difference. And the music really reflects that attitude. Like, I don't care if you're talking about shot through the heart and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. Mm -hmm. That song is ebullient. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a good time. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And I think that we did feel like we could make a difference. And shout out to the 80s. We had so many... um, philanthropic events like Live Aid and Hearing Aid and Amnesty International. We had just so many. We are the world. We are the world. I think that we did make a difference. And then somewhere, somewhere, something happened, man. You know, flannel came in. Brunch happened. (laughs) And everybody got cranky, but I guess nothing can last forever. Like, you look at the difference between Twisted Sister you know, and, you know, um, we're not going to take it. It's like, yeah, fist in the air. And, and listen, I don't want to throw shade on everybody, anybody. I love all music and all creative expression. But when you hear like Jeremy's calling, it's not that same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Karina, what's your favorite Linkin Park song? Oh, gosh, probably Numb or Crawling. Numb or crawling? Yeah. Crawling in your skin. One of their first biggest hits. Okay, that hits. sounds a little upbeat. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's a little angry. It's a little angry. Yeah, it's a little angry. Yeah. <laughs> and what about, what's that other one? Numb. Um, I've, I've come so far, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. That's in the end. I didn't yeah, know that it was is called in the numb. end. Yeah, I was like, I was, come on, Karina. Lincoln Park, they're your boys. <laughs> 
Oh, All right, God. Chester. Ah, oh. oh, Chester. Why you gotta bring that up? You know? <laughs> but yeah, so even when in the '80s, when we were saying stuff like you know we're not gonna take it or whatever, it was in this upbeat manner. And I contend that one day we're gonna look back at the '80s era and look at songs by Aerosmith, and I'm telling you right now, Twisted Sister and White Snake and Poison, and we're gonna look at it like this awesome these like classical music arias or whatever, because, you know. Uh, We're doing that now. Yeah. See? <laughs> is there, I know what the first video is, but was there a music video that you anticipated the most, like you yourself couldn't wait? Like for me, it was probably one of the Michael Jackson videos or the Janet videos. But was there something, a video for you, Martha? Well, like, oh me, my God, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, probably the, videos that meant the most to me were the bands that meant the most to me Mm -hmm. and probably I have to say probably my favorite band in the 80s I mean besides like the big ones like Paul McCartney and um, Thriller I really really love Van Halen they were my guys because I love Van Halen as a kid in Westchester County so um, you know when the Van Halen videos came in and they never disappointed like when Jump came out I always go for the stark simple videos yeah like a concert performance video i yeah i mean this was even less so this was um just them on a sound stage and i always really like that because i like to see the performers actually see them you know what video gets a lot of flack what it's um journey separate ways mm-hmm. and i happen it's People go, oh, it's so corny. You know, they're playing those air instruments. And even the guys in Journey now are saying, oh, we didn't like that. And it was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I will go to the mat for that video because it was fun. It was rock and roll. It was new. You have to remember, we didn't know how to make videos at that Mm -hmm. point. Peter Gabriel used to say that video music was in the AM record phase that nobody had come along yet and made the Sgt. Peppers of video music to to kind of usher in the psychedelic FM era phase. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately, strangely enough, did do that yeah. with Sledgehammer. I mean, that was a game changer. Michael Jackson's videos were game changers yeah. because it was like, rather than just um, concert footage or whatever, he was able to make them little movies. And like with Thriller, he made... I believe it was 17 minutes and yeah. then David Bowie did the same and they were like, Hey, you know what? We can squeeze some good, you know, advertising out of this. But, um, I like some music videos now, but I find that a lot of the videos now have so many, um, sponsors in them. Like, Oh, let's turn around this Ciroc bottle. Let me show that I'm walking around in this loot. You know, it's so, um, just in your face. Okay. All, now, their, all I- the many sponsors and endorsements in the videos. And it's like, I don't know. It just kind of takes away from it for and me. when you see videos, where do you see them? Now on YouTube. And you go to them and you look them up on your own, correct? Yeah, yeah. And it's not the ad that they play. It's in the actual No, music no, no. Video. I get it. It's yeah, product yeah, yeah. placement in the video. It's, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because another thing about back then is when a video played, everybody across the country was for the most part watching the same video at the same time. There was a staggered feed after a while where mm-hmm. once we started having shows, like I, I'm making it up, Headbangers Ball. So we could say that it was nine o'clock, both East Coast and West Coast. There was a staggered 
feed. But for the most part, when people saw Thriller, they all saw it at the same time. Fleetwood Mac Gypsy, they all saw it at the same time. So it was very unifying for the youth culture across the country. Yeah. That's really cool. And the other thing I want to say about MTV is that when we came into small, you know, MTV started on cable and cable started because a lot of areas were very, very remote and couldn't get service. You know, you have your rabbit ear antennas and they couldn't get service because they were far away from the cities where the TV signals were actually coming from. So that's how cable started was to get regular TV into these smaller areas. Now, if you're into in one of these smaller areas, you know, remote countryside cow town or whatever Mm -hmm. and you're kind of an independent person somebody who doesn't fit in with everybody in their town Mm -hmm. and you all of a sudden see culture club your world changes because all of a sudden you see i'm not alone that is really cool a godsend yeah social media is like that now too Definitely. You can see a lot of different people from a lot of different places, a lot of different cultures and, you know, identities. So in a, in a way, it's it's kind of different. It's it's a new generation of like mind blown yeah. with the whole YouTube and social media onslaught in yeah. a in a in a way, not yeah, like no, in TV, true, but in a, in a way. I, mean, I, I think that, you know, Facebook, which was probably I'm get that was the first right. And Facebook was the first <laughs> and it was it was a complete disruptor. Like, whoa, what's this? And now the entire world is changed because of it. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. And I think ultimately everybody is seeking to feel less alone to find these connections. That's yeah. it. Ladies. I feel so connected to you right now. (laughs) Yeah, this has been on my mind. You know, August 1st is MTV's anniversary, so I always start to think about MTV around here. But the truth is, I think about MTV all the time. (laughs) As you should. Because I'm so associated with it. So I do. I give it a lot of thought. Well, I know that we appreciate it because you drop a lot of knowledge with us. So it's fun. It's fun to learn. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that has been episode number 94 of Talk Talk with Martha Quinn featuring Christy. Hey. Karina Velasquez. Adios. Until episode 95. Miss you ready. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.